Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I'll drop that motherfucker. Recorded from the heart of the music city, Nashville, Tennessee. What's his name? Fucking Shrek? Hey man, every book is a children's book if the kid can read. So Bros Network brings to you the So Bros Power Hour. Four of us wolves running around the desert together in Las Vegas looking for strippers and cocaine. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. Let the SoBrosNetwork.com team get you to your weekend faster. I just don't know how to express myself sometimes when I need to be properly different. This is the SoBros Power Hour podcast. I'm going to Shabooms! Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. SoBros Nation, it is finally Friday. We are free again, getting our motors running for a wild weekend here on the SoBros Power Hour. I'm going to be your host for the show, the EIC at SoBrosNetwork.com. Big, natural, Stony Keeley. You can follow me on Twitter at Stony Keeley. Follow us collectively at SoBros Network. Mine's right, ass is tight. We got episode 93 on deck for you today. The march to episode 100 continues, and I'm going to be talking to the legend himself, One Take O, Cinderella Man, coming to us from the dad zone, outspoken, Owen Reed. Owen, how are you doing on this fine Friday, my friend? Hey, everybody. Hey, Stoney. It's Friday. We're finally getting that warm weather. Uh, it's starting to feel like spring. So like a spring Friday is like one of the best Fridays you can get. You got baseball, you got allergies. It's all great. (laughs) Yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you. I'm also, I I'm like excited for it. You know, I love, I'll just, I'll just put this out there. I'm just gonna float this out there. I love the spring line of Yankee candles just about as much as I love anything else. I got some floral, hydrangea going downstairs i got some fresh mint burning in the uh in the office upstairs i might burn some twilight tunes later i don't know i just i love this time of year but you know what i don't love i don't love the fact that nine days ago i mowed my yard and it's already looking like a jungle out there right now you do you have are you responsible for lawn care uh i am fortunate to not be responsible for lawn care yeah i hope i hope that if the day comes that you are responsible for lawn care, that uh, it doesn't crush your your spirit and your affinity for the spring. I didn't know you were a baseball guy either. Who's your team? Uh, I like the Cincinnati Reds. How about that? How about that? A lot of Reds fans in Nashville. They're terrible. They're horrible. <laughs> uh, but but the atmosphere there is really nice. It's like a quick drive from Nashville. Uh, worth a day trip. Man, uh, I, I'm having a I'm having a really tough week. I, I'm kind of a hot mess in general. I mean, most people that that know me know that, but 
we can talk about this. I'm going to, I guess I should give a trigger warning. Like I'm about to talk about feet, but you, I, uh, I had to get an ingrown toenail cut out of my foot on Tuesday. And I, I've just been hobbling around the house ever since then. I, I haven't left since Tuesday, since I went to the doctor and it's very painful. And it just, it makes me sad to look out my window and think I got to mow the lawn, but I can't, I can't do it right now because I'm, you know, I, I'm on the injury report, so to speak. So it's just been, I haven't been able to sleep, you know, Owen, I, I'll tell you this, you don't realize how many things your big toe touches on a daily basis until anything that touches your big toe sends searing, scorching hot pain up your, up your foot and leg. Damn near everything. <laughs> Damn near everything. Well, listen, man, I, I want to say something before we get started today. Um, it's a hard time to do a funny Nashville show in Nashville right now. Tragedy, protest, befallen our community. And I, I don't really want to get into it because I, I just don't feel like that's what we do here at Sobros Network. But I, I think there are many things that are going on in our country that are not okay. But to quote friend of the brand, Braden Gall, who said this last week on a football show, you do have agency in this. You can donate to causes. You can volunteer. You can vote. I would add, pay attention, get to know who you're voting for, who you're putting in office. And uh, I would say be present in your community. I, I mean, we don't, we don't like to talk about things. We've been conditioned to not talk about things. For a long time and we're divided but i think we need to to build bridges like you be there for your neighbors talk to them when you see them outside build trust comfort maybe we can go from there maybe it's a start i've always wanted sobros network to be a break from the doldrums of everyday life because i'm a nihilistic cynical person who believes that all we really have in life is time and the relationships we have with the people we choose to love. So I lost my place on my prepared statement. God damn it, I'm bad at this <laughs> shit. So I will say, uh, I'm always happy to talk privately about this sort of stuff. I'm going to do my part to fight for the things that I believe in. But it's not what the Sobros Power Hour is going to be. So with that, I ask, Owen, how did trivia go at Alley Pub the other night? Boy, I shit the bed hard. <laughs> um, it did. It went really well at first. Like we got to halftime, and I played by myself, uh, just because I don't really plan for it. I just kind of that's awesome. If it happens though. to line up that I'm off, and it's trivia night, I'll just you know go play some trivia. Uh, and I was in second place at halftime. I was like doing real well, and then that halftime ended. And uh, twenty-eight to three ain't got shit on what happened to me. I fell off hard. <laughs> Man, I I love the strategy though. Play as yourself by yourself down there, like a one-man show. D does everybody there know that it's just you competing against teams? Um, I don't think everybody really cares about the other teams. I think they're all just kind of you know focusing on uh, the trivia at hand. We're all there for the sport. Yeah, you know what? That's a that's you raise a good point that I'm probably the only person that is so competitive that I go to trivia night at the bar and I'm like scouting the opponents to figure out 
who's answering which questions and where we might be able to have an advantage. So that's probably just a me thing. Um, I didn't run a, a power hour last week because my father-in-law was in town and um, I didn't know what our schedule was going to be. I didn't know if you know I needed to step away, if I would have time. I know we were busy at night, so couldn't get a lot of podcasting done, but he was in town for 10 Pan South. Have you ever checked that out, Owen, the songwriters uh, festival that goes on here in Nashville every May, April? Never March? even heard of it whatever the fuck month it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool thing. So I, you know, I would recommend our listeners check it out next year. If they're into that sort of thing, it's kind of like Americana folky. Um, I, I haven't been when there's been a whole lot of country, but I know there is a, a country presence there, but Nashville's such a great place for a festival like that because they just, they have these little honky tonks and bars all over town you go see a, a, a round at like one o'clock in the afternoon and goes till one o'clock in the morning. It's a good time. Like I, I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to get some Sobros coverage of Tin Pan South for a while. And I think Stephen McCash might've written something about it last year when he was still in Nashville, but it's a good time. So no free shout outs, but a free shout out for Tin Pan South. Owen controversy in the sports world this week, of course, I'm talking about WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes coming up just short in the main event. The epic championship reign of Roman Reigns continues. What were your thoughts on the show this weekend? Uh, overall, I thought this was one of the better WrestleManias in a while. Uh, my favorite segment of the whole weekend was Shane McMahon blowing out his quad <laughs> in 30 seconds. And then Snoop Dogg sliding in and hitting two punches in a people's elbow and getting the pin. That was sometimes uh, life imitates art, and that was just the greatest form of it. You know what, man? I, I got to say, like, Snoop Dogg deserves to be heralded for that. And, and Triple H in the post-game, post-game, the post-show press conference acknowledged that that was pretty much Snoop on the fly, just being like, we got to save this segment. We got to do something. And ends up creating this awesome moment that – they're going to play in, in WrestleMania clips for, for years to come. But I think we got to tip our cap to the Miz in this spot too, because it looked like on that first punch, he wasn't really quite sure what was happening, but then he pretty quickly figured out like, Hey, just go with it. He lays down and, and takes the pin from Snoop Dogg, man, hats off to those guys. That was one of those, what the fuck are we going to do kind of moments. And I felt like, they really came out on top, man. I, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that one. What do you think about the? And, and oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I think uh, I don't want to focus on the macabre of the situation, but uh, I think my favorite part was just Shane McMahon screaming out, "I'm fucked! I'm fucked!" twice on live Peacock. <laughs> oh man, I it it looked painful, man. It looked like he. Like he, the father. he tried <laughs> call back to the Oh five Royal rumble when Vince blew out both of his quads trying to get in. I watching him try to get up and just like your leg not working. That is uh that's a pretty tough spot to be in that, that it hurt to watch that. I personally, uh, I, I thought the main event was good. I, and now we're seeing, 
like the aftermath of it, everybody's talking about, well, the story for Cody is better if he loses and then gets to chase the title. But I'm looking at it like, I, I don't know if they think Cody is the guy. I think it might have just been them kind of leaning into the wrestling audience's infatuation with the Cody Rhodes story and saying, hey, let's make some money off of this. Let's make everybody think Cody's the guy. And then they'll they'll watch WrestleMania. But we really just like Roman. And now that Vince is apparently calling the shots again, man, I I, I don't know. I, what What's your opinion? Like, we, we saw Brock Lesnar destroy Cody on Raw. Where do you think Cody Rhodes goes from here? Do you think he's actually going to get the title at some point? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, you know, really say. But, I mean, he was undefeated for like a whole year yeah. uh, before this WrestleMania loss. So we can't say that everything's like, you know, done for and up in flames from one loss, even though it is a big loss, you know. Just because you expected it doesn't mean that's what should have happened. Uh, nothing's over for Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is great. He always adapts. He, you know, moves on to a bigger and brighter situation. So I have, I have no worries for him. Uh, Roman Reigns is just that guy, you know. Do you think it's it's the right call? I, I mean, I feel like they they want him to pass Hogan. I feel like they want him to get the thousand days as champion. Um, and, and to me, from, from, in my opinion, I, I haven't gotten tired of it, but I'm also not watching weekly programming. I, I really like the bloodline storyline. I like what they're doing with Roman Reigns, but it seems to be getting to that point for some fans where it's like, well, who, who is going to beat him? Like where, where does this go? What do you make of the decision to keep the belt on Roman and have this monstrous reign for so long? I don't know. It's pretty cool. If it knocks Hulk Hogan off the record books, then I'm, I'm all you. for it. Fuck <laughs> I'm with you. Fuck him and Terry Balea's 10-inch penis. Oh, my. <laughs> um, What do you think having Vince back in charge of creative is going to do for the WWE? Oh, he's got that nasty mustache now. He looks like an evil Walt Disney. He does. Um, the you know, I mean, Vince is a shitty guy. We're all aware of that. Uh, and that's no shock that he's a billionaire and he's a shitty guy. So mm-hmm. he's gonna do what he can his best to protect his money and assets. Uh, I guess that's up to you, viewer. Uh, if you can get past that moral dilemma of art versus artist on what's being put out there. Uh, I don't know. Vince has always ran WWE. Uh, it's been strong for a long time, so it's kind of weird to watch. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going to keep watching. I don't know. Any, any thoughts on the purchase or the sale of WWE and the potential like merger with UFC? Yeah, it was kind of inevitable because, like, Vince was too proud to, like, retire, but the public eye wasn't going to allow him to, like, be the guy in charge still. So, I mean, it feels like a good meet in the middle. I guess he's making a lot of money off of it, which sucks. But uh, (laughs) what can you do? Yeah, I hear you. All right. If we haven't lost every listener we had to start the show by talking about wrestling for so much, they're they're gone by now. Well, let's, let's move on. Uh, also in the headlines this week, the women's basketball national championship. People won't stop talking about it. Are you mad, Owen, that Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark are talking shit to each other on the basketball court? 
man, I hate rivalries. I hate the intensity of sports. <laughs> it makes me so mad. I hate it when two opponents are just so dedicated and focused on their craft that it comes out in an emotional burst. That sucks, Tony. Sports yeah. are the worst. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I only... I don't want athletes to say anything or show personality at all. It is not entertaining. And I only want them to dribble the basketball and shoot it. I am only there to Act appreciate. Act like you've been there before. Act like you've been there before. Classless. <laughs> I only want to tune in to watch the skill of the game as an appreciation. That's it. Period. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I, I, could not give a shit less about this story. And I hate, <laughs> I hate that people are actually talking about it so much. Like, it's just, I don't know. I think there's some other, yeah, other what a dumb thing to get mad over. What's that? I said, what a dumb thing to get mad over. They're playing basketball. If you don't like it, there's a billion other things on. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, uh, um, teetering the line here do i want to open this can of worms yeah fuck it i'll say it fuck it i'll say it it's like travis tritt getting mad at bud light because they have like a a transgendered person as they're uh in their marketing now i don't even know the full fucking story i just know travis tritt's what and it grosses me out because travis tritt said that he was like writing out all uh bud light from his riders at shows from now on Kid Rock is shooting up some Bud Light cans. I mean, they're just, you know, that base is just kind of losing their shit because Bud Light put an ad with a transgendered person in it. I think, again, I don't, I don't know because I haven't, I've just, I'm guilty of just reading the headlines of this and seeing the reaction and thinking, man, y'all got to fucking chill. This is fucking crazy. The reason I like Travis Tritt struck a chord with me. Okay. Because like Kid Rock's one thing, Kid Rock's got a bunch of business going on. Kid Rock's doing shit. I know in the year fucking 2023, Travis Tritt ain't doing fucking shit. I don't, I don't think people even knew that man was still making music. So to me, I'm looking at all the attention that he's getting. And yes, I realize I'm guilty of it by talking about it, but I'm looking at all the attention that he's getting. And I'm thinking this motherfucker is spinning this Bud Light controversy into publicity to let people know that he's still making music and going on tour with his, plastic doll looking ass so i don't mean to speak ill of travis tritt but i did just say some pretty bad things about him but you know what that's fuck him too (laughs) the larger point here being people seem like hyper mad online this week going back to the angel reese caitlin clark thing the bud light shit people just need to fucking chill touch grass touch grass travis tritt fuck have a Bud Light. <laughs> Maybe that'll mellow you out. I couldn't. I couldn't have brought that home any better myself if I tried. Let's talk about yard sales, Owen. Do you uh, do you frequent the yard sales? Do you like them? No. Uh, I I mean I like yard sales. Uh, I just don't know where to find them. So every once in a while, when I you know surprise myself with enough free time and I fall upon one. Uh, I'll explore. Well, there's a big one coming up next weekend, April 15th, in Watertown, Tennessee, which is about an hour southeast of Nashville. 
It's a fun little town. It's quiet, middle of nowhere, nice hills in the distance. Got a good, really good coffee shop there. Uh, Music City Toys and Collectibles is there, so you can go find a, a wrestling figure. I found an Andre the Giant Funko Pop there once, and a uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine Hasbro. It's a great little day trip. I love it. We're going to be up there next Saturday, April 15th. We're going to be selling some t-shirts from Sobroshop.com. $10, $10 event special. You ain't got to pay shipping. You just show up, you pick it, pick out a shirt. Hopefully we have your size <laughs> and you hand me 10 bucks and that's it. That's the transaction. We're going to be selling some t-shirts. I'm going to be selling some Funko Pops. Brandon brought over this giant ass tub of DVDs and Blu-rays we're going to be selling. We got some books to move. My mother told me she's got a box of junk that she wants me to take down there. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Stephen McCash is coming into town for it. I think we're going to be doing some live shows live on AMP. So if you don't have that app downloaded, go ahead and do it. And I think we're going to go live from the fucking Watertown mile-long yard sale. My advice, if you want to come check it out, get there early. The event starts at 7, but, man, every savvy yard sailor knows you got to get there early for the good stuff. So come see us next week. Enjoy the uh, the small town of Watertown and buy some movies, buy a shirt, buy some random shit that we have. Support the team. I have not written reviews. I do have um, a written review of the paper mill out in Mount Juliet up on SobrosNetwork.com, but I wanted to talk real quick about a couple of new restaurants I've tried. Uh, local Joe's out here in Mount Juliet. It's a meat and three. I went, I had chicken cordon bleu, green beans, mashed potatoes and gravy, jalapeno cornbread. It was a really good meal. Now I always got to be transparent with you guys. Got to be authentic. I don't mean this to sound like a criticism of local Joe's, but I went at about six o'clock and, uh, my takeaway was this was really good put me in a food coma, but I bet it would have been even better if I had gotten here at lunchtime. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'll say. It's a good spot, though. Hall's Chop House, I met friend of the brand Arhog there. We had a nice brunch last weekend. Really good, really nice place to go for a, um, a fine dining experience with your loved ones. But um, I will say, not very crowded. Now, I don't it's the only time I've been there, so I don't know if that's typically the case there, but it's gotten so hard to find reservations at a nice spot downtown that to me, when I walked in there, and I mean, we had reservations, but to walk in there and you could hear the conversation at the table, you didn't hear a million other people talking because it was so fucking packed. That was a welcomed, it, it took things up even, uh, even higher for me. Good shrimp and grits. Really good fried green tomatoes, good Bloody Mary, great brunch experience, not so crowded. So I would recommend checking them out as well. Owen, what have you been eating lately? Any uh, any new restaurants that you want to talk about? Or hell, any old restaurants that you want to talk about? Um, I had the loaded baked potato at Alley Pub the other night, and it was delicious. Damn. Man, you know, I when we went, I didn't get any any wings. I didn't get any food at all there. So I, we're going to have to change that. I know uh, I'm going to be out there in a couple of weekends to be – we're going to film some stuff for Patreon. Well, that sounds dirty. Um, we got <laughs> a, a new project we're working on to launch on the Sobros Network Patreon. I think we might have to have a walk down to Alley Pub uh, in our future. Absolutely. 
the last thing uh, that I wanted to talk about in our catch up. Oh wait, no, there's two things. I watched Mike and Molly for the first time over the weekend. Have you ever? Do you ever watch Mike and Molly? Is is that the show about the two large people that fall in love? It is. It is. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I just right. I know the premise. All right. Let's talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie then. <laughs> Are you going to go see the Super Mario Brothers movie this weekend? Ooh, I don't know about opening weekend because if I go to the movies, I have to go by myself, and that is a full-on children's movie. So if I'm sitting uh, by myself opening weekend, just surrounded by family, kind of a bad look for me. I'm going to have to wait until like a Tuesday at noon or maybe a video on demand day. But no, I can't go this weekend, Stoney. It's just not allowed. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I thought the exact same thing. I read Brandon's review, which is up on SobrosNetwork.com. I read that yesterday morning and thought, you know what? I bet I would enjoy this movie from the way Brandon describes it, you know, it's getting mixed reviews. I mean, I think there, there have been people out there that are highly critical of the story element to it. Then there are others that say, yeah, the story's not really that great. It's there's, it's kind of flimsy and formulaic, but if you like the video games, if you love nostalgia, it's going to hit that spot for you. So I read that and was like, you know what? I'm going to fall into that camp where I bet I'm going to watch that and think, that was, that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. But also in the back of my mind, I'm like, I can't go opening weekend because <laughs> I'm probably going to have to go by myself. I might be able to talk my wife into it, but we're both so busy right now that whenever she has a, a night open, I'm booked. And whenever I have a night open, she's booked. So kind of a weird, weird spell of the calendar for us. But I, I'm with you, man. Like you can't, you can't walk into Super Mario Brothers by yourself, especially like if it's crowded and you got to sit close to a family, no, that's, that ain't it, man. I'm, I'm with you, but I will say, I, I think for me, I've been so busy with all the draft stuff. Shout out our Patreon. The, the big board is up to, I've written 22,000 words on the NFL draft Jeez. coming up. Yeah. I mean, this thing, by the time I'm done with it is going to be effective, effectively a book. So I've been working on that. I I've, I'm not going to have time to go see a movie for, for weeks. So maybe by then you can go on a Tuesday night, $6 movies out here at the Regal Providence. Just have the theater to myself to see super Mario brothers. That doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. Let the kids have their weekends. You, you're an adult. You can make time. (laughs) Well, I, I kind of, I left out the Nashville stories for the week. Like I was talking about at the beginning of the show, like, there's not a whole lot of funny to talk about in Nashville right now. It's not what we do, so I kind of wanted to back off. But I do have a story from the Around the World segment that we normally do. Courtesy of News Channel 8, the headline reads, Seaweed Blob Visible from Space Takes Aim at Florida. Owen, do you want to tell people how this story came to the Sobros Power Hour, or are we going to keep that under wraps? Oh, no, absolutely. A uh, longtime listener of the podcast, my mother sent me this article and said, <laughs> y'all should talk about this. And I said, okay, mom, I'm going to pass it on. You know what? You passed it along, and I waited until you were on the show so that we could, we could discuss it right here. But let me, let me dig into the story. Marine scientists are tracking a 
5,000-mile-wide seaweed bloom that is so large it can be seen from space. It's already hit the Florida Keys and is threatening beaches along the Gulf of Mexico. Sounds like it's going to, to be a very unclean beach year because this thing does block light from reaching coral. It negatively impacts air and water quality as it decomposes. Quote, it's incredible, Brian LaPointe, a research professor at Florida Atlantic University's Harbor Branch Oceanographic. What? Did I say that right on the first try? Oceanographic? I think so. Institute told NBC News, quote, what we're seeing in the satellite imagery does not bode well for a clean beach year. They're canceling events because of this thing. Potential respiratory irritation in humans. Um what what's what's living inside of this thing to keep it going, Owen? What's your your best guess with all you know about oceanography? Well, I know there's a lot going on in the ocean, uh, <laughs> stuff that we don't even know about. Yeah, maybe that's Godzilla. We don't know. Man, if this is Godzilla, I, I'm going to be so torn on it because I mean, there's going to be a part of me that's like. This is really scary. We're all probably going to die. But then there's another part of me that is like, don't, wouldn't it be kind of cool to see Godzilla rise up out of the ocean? In all the times to live, you got to be alive for the death of humanity via <laughs> Godzilla. I don't know enough about the ocean to know how this happens, but this is... This is going to be like the most American thing I've said on this uh, on this podcast. Can't we just like shoot a missile at this thing and fucking blow it up before it gets before it gets anywhere? Let's get ahead of this, guys. The best defense is a good offense. Let's get after it. <laughs> Last question. Blow her up. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm thinking about you know the people in Kansas that walked outside shooting their shotguns at the tornadoes, like you know. We have a say in this. We can we can do something. We don't have to just sit here and let the seaweed blob take over. If the last question I want to ask you about this story, could this be a real life supervillain? Because if you think about it, this is a pretty seems like a pretty good way to really disrupt some things. I I don't know. Like I I feel like this could be like you mentioned Godzilla what's what's going to come out of this thing once it reaches the shores is there a chance do you think we should perceive it as a uh as a threat i, I don't know if i'd call him a super villain because like the worst thing he's doing is like fucking up our trip to the beach like <laughs> he's kind of a dick for it but he's not a super villain like he, he didn't take over the world he just ruined bash at the beach that's all Okay, you make me feel better about it because I'm thinking Swamp Thing's going to rise up and just start mowing people down on the beach. And I don't want that. So thank you. No, I think we'll be good. This is, this is a C-tier villain. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, uh, new segment on the Sobros Power Hour. I want to start doing this, um, finding Am I the Asshole stories online and reading them. This is a, this is a good one to kick us off here, Owen. Am I the asshole for eating the toppings off my boyfriend's pizza? Now, the full story reads, Earlier tonight, I ordered a Hawaiian pizza with my boyfriend. We've only been dating a month, so it's the first time I ate pizza with him. We only finished about half, and then we watched TV. I was still hungry, 
So I ate all the toppings off the pizza. When he saw, he absolutely flipped out. He said that he was saving it for lunch tomorrow, that he had never met anyone who would do anything like this, and was just generally really upset about it. I thought he was joking and laughed it off, but it's been a couple hours and he is still upset. He's talking about how he was looking forward to having the leftover pizza for lunch, and now I've ruined his lunch. I offered to buy him another pizza, but he kept saying that it wasn't about that, and I just ruined his day. Is he overreacting, overreacting or am I the asshole, Owen? Okay, y'all are both assholes. Yes. But uh, the issue is just the lack of communication, folks. I mean, first mm. of all, I will I will say it's absolutely crazy to just eat the toppings <laughs> off the pizza because what what are you going to do with the rest of the pizza? No one wants to eat your half a slice. Like, no, you you're just, just going to eat it all. Like, I'm fine with that. Or if you just want to eat like one piece, but you can't just ruin a whole pizza. So no, that's the first asshole thing I thought. Yeah. Uh, to your point. And, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was say to that point, like it is communication because. My wife loves pizza crust. I don't love pizza crust. So when it comes down, like we've got leftovers, but I'm still a little bit hungry. I can give her that look and it's like, okay, I'm going to eat all the toppings from this pizza and then you eat the crust. And then if we're both full at the end of this slice, we'll put the pizza away. And if not, we'll just keep doing this until we are full. So, you know, it's just... And it's it's a new relationship. They've only been dating a month, right? So you understand that these things happen. But I think to your point, a little communication about it would have gone a long way. Continue. I'm sorry. But but my part two of this is that he's an asshole because, like, how the fuck is she supposed to know you wanted to have that for lunch? Why don't Bingo. you say something? Like, it wouldn't matter if she ate all the toppings or ate all the crust or just took the shit and threw it away because it was old pizza. You didn't say nothing. You didn't claim it. You need to grow. And and the whole, it's not even about the pizza anymore. Now you're being a passive-aggressive baby, and no one wants to be around that bitch. So talk better about what you want. Like, you know, hey, I really like to eat all the crust and have some left over for tomorrow. And then she'll be like, oh, okay, maybe we should get two pizzas. I don't know. Get that shit figured out. But that's just a conversation. Very easy to fix. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly in this situation. And I would add, bro, it's been a month. Show a little grace, a little mercy, a little forgiveness in this situation too. Like the world is not over. You express your feelings, voice your concerns, and you move on. Like, you know, this just seems kind of, it, it, honestly, it seems a little whiny to say, I j you just ruined my day from this pizza. Yeah, I was on his side originally, but he lost me by the way he was acting like a baby. Yeah, yeah. And I think the only thing that would have made it worse to me is if he had actually taken her up on the offer to buy another pizza. Because that would have been, that's super extra. That is super extra to be like, buy me another pizza. No. I, I think there's uh Cut your losses, girly. He sounds crazy, and it's only going to get worse from there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and I mean, you know, if if he's going to be if he's going to overreact about this, what else is he going to overreact about on down the line? Like I mean, there just seems like seems like a huge red flag there to me. The biggest. And like the worst thing you did was eat too much pizza and it's like there's uh, there's going to be thousands of men that'll be like, 
I already ordered us an extra large so we don't have that problem. So Boom. you deserve better. Go get yours. Boom. All right, my man. Thank you for joining me for this week's Power Hour. Uh, we have reached the closing icebreaker. I know you're a big podcast guy, so I kind of want to ask, what is your favorite podcast right now? Ooh, uh, favorite's difficult, but I guess it would be uh, your mom's house is the one that I have to watch mm. every week with Tom and Christina P. It's just my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite kind of sense of humor. Uh, and just I always look forward to it. Uh, do you have any other recommendations you wanna you wanna shout out that you have in the rotation? Sure. So uh, I actually wrote them down uh, yeah. for my comedy podcast. I've got your mom's house, two bears, one cave, and bad friends. Those are my three favorites. For sports, I have uh, Pat McAfee show, uh, Raw Room and A to Z sports. Uh, I really like interviews, like people interviewing people. Yeah. So for that, I've got uh, Amelia DeMoldenberg. She does chicken shop dates, and they're great. Uh, Channel 5 News uh, with Andrew Callahan. He always does that, you know, man on the street kind of type interview. And I also threw in our local Joshua Black, who likes to post a lot of fun uh, interviews of people on Broadway. Uh, and yeah. then for my final one, uh, for all my comic book content, I always go to screen crush and they kind of have like breakdowns on trailers and Easter eggs on shows. And it just helps me enjoy my comic book stuff that much more, man. I'll tell you what, Josh Black's man on the street stuff is impeccable. I, I love it. That's I, every time he posts a TikTok of it, I'm I'm hooked. Like I sit there and watch it at least three times before moving on with my life. I never knew about Screen Crush. I'm gonna have to check that out because I I currently don't have a comic book podcast, so I'm stoked to see that. Uh, hear that I should say. Mine I would add drastically different. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I, we'll just get the we'll get the different one out. I like Pod Save the World. It is a foreign policy podcast where they get into politics happening around the world. So, you know, just say that and just get it out there. If that's your thing, check them out. I would add for my comedy podcast, Tiny Meat Gang, which I think is now called the TMG podcast. But um, you want to talk about my sense of humor? It's there. I would recommend them. And and locally, you know what? I, I want to give Justin Bradford, Jeremy Gover, and Jim Chandler a shout out. They do a film review podcast in town called the Untitled Film Project Podcast. I really like the way that they dive into movies. They have really good chemistry with each other. You get the sense that it's like three three friends getting together and just hashing things out. I think they do a great job. I think more people should be listening to them. Um, those are the three that I wanted to shout out. So I th- we put together a pretty good, pretty good little list here for people to check out. I, do you like how like on the Sobros power hour, we are actively telling people to go check out other podcasts that are not on Sobros network. Is that smart of us? Um, I don't know if you choose to watch those over our podcast, you're a bigger asshole than that guy that cried about his pizza. <laughs> 
Oh, well said. Well said. A great spot to end on as well. Owen, thank you again for joining me. Remind our listeners of where they can find you on social media. Uh, I'm not publicly on social media like that. So uh, if you want to hear what I have to say, uh, just tune into Sobros. I'll pop up all the time. Let them know. Well, I am at Stony Keeley on Twitter. And collectively, we are at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. You can check out all of our work at SobrosNetwork.com, all of our merch at SobrosShop.com, support the team through Patreon, and gain instant access to a catalog of hundreds of items of content, podcasts, videos, articles alike, all up there. $5 a month gets you instant access. That's Patreon.com slash Sobros Network. Subscribe to the Sobros Power Hour on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Wherever you take in your shows, we are out there. We are not hard to find on these internet streets, baby. Give us a rating and a review whenever you have a moment. Hey, that's how we get better, and we always want to be better for you guys. For One Take O, Cinderella Man, Outspoken, Owen Reed, I am Big Natural Stony Keeley, and until next time, you stay classy, Nashville. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.